Welcome to r slash Entitled Parents, where an entitled mother argues that 14-year-old girls deserve to be sexually assaulted. Our next Reddit post is from Sky High Tiger. So I'm 16 years old, almost 17, and my sister is 14. We were raised by a single dad who's ex-military and who firmly believes that if someone starts a fight with you, then you should end it. I attend a pretty swanky boarding school in the UK, and there's plenty of entitled mothers and entitled kids running around. They're the rich and don't realize they're a bit dense sort of people. Me and my sister are in separate boarding houses, but we see each other most days. I love my sister, and I often feel the need to stick up for her. In the boarding house next to mine, there's this entitled kid. He's 17 years old and a very unpleasant young lad. He's not particularly bright as a student, but he's in the first team for rugby and is generally quite athletic. He's been known to be a bully for a while now, but he also seems to have a darker side. And many girls have accused him of making creepy comments and openly threatening them. Around the start of October, our drama class began to do casting for a high school musical. My sister is absolutely obsessed with it, for some reason. So, me being a good brother and one of the favorite drama students, I managed to get my sister a role as a backup dancer, and she was really happy. The entitled kid also decided that he wanted a foray into drama, and he was also cast as a backup dancer since his acting and singing were questionable at best. This means that he was working closely with my sister and the other dancers most of the time. No problem, right? Wrong. My sister told me in the first two days that he was already getting creepy with her and some of the other girls, and more concerningly, some of the younger backup dancers. I talked with my girlfriend about it, and I decided the next day that I would have a polite word with him. The next day, when I went into the drama room, I clearly heard him say something that I will not repeat here. I walked up to him, already not in a fantastic mood, and said something along the lines of, Don't you dare say that to my sister or any of the girls here. You understand? This dude replies, Or what? This next part, I clearly didn't think through properly, but I said, Well, I could either knock your lights out or get you kicked out of the play and the rugby team with what I just heard you say. Now, I'm six foot zero, 135 pounds, and I'm by no means weak. But this guy is easily six foot three and like 170 to 190 pounds, but nevertheless, he grunts some agreement out and buggers off. I thought nothing of it, and the play went off without a hitch. Cut to three weeks ago, and at 9 p.m., when our homework time ends, I decided to go out with my girlfriend to celebrate eight months, and I'm so glad I did. We were walking behind the main school building when we heard someone clearly in distress. My girlfriend immediately went to find a teacher and I ran over to see what was going on. Since at first I thought someone had tripped or something. I found that the entitled kid had backed my sister into a corner and was threatening her and shouting obscenities, standing in a very predatory stance. She's lying on the floor with a noticeable bruise on her face and is sort of shouting in anger and pain. I immediately grabbed the entitled kid and started throwing punches. My only goal was to get this monster away from my sister. Now, despite him having size and most definitely strength on me, I quickly realized that every time he hit me, it didn't hurt so bad. But when I hit him, he felt it more than I did. I attribute this to the fact that I've gotten beaten up my whole life, while this prancy little princess probably isn't used to being hit. Eventually, I got him in a headlock, which I did maybe hold for a bit too long. And when I let go, he didn't fight back, so I just got up and started kicking him. 
Of course, in a case of very bad timing, my girlfriend and the teacher show up just as the entitled kid starts to get the stuffing kicked out of him. The teacher naturally separates us and sends both of us to the headmaster's office the following morning. Since the entitled kid was badly beaten and the teacher saw me kicking him, the headmaster thought that I was the aggressor, which also makes relative sense since the entitled kid's disciplinary record is for the most part clean and mine has a few fights on it. The entitled kid's entitled mom, complete with Karen haircut, fake nails, and very fake tan skin, arrives and promptly starts to absolutely go insane on me for assaulting her baby boy. I once again did myself zero favors by bellowing back just as loud about what a piece of garbage her kid is, all in front of the headmaster. I couldn't care less either. As far as I was concerned, her entitled kid was about to sexually assault my sister, and this awful woman was defending him. At this point, I was beginning to think that I might be in big trouble. That is, until my girlfriend and my sister show up. Having been asked by the headmaster to hear their side of the story, and they claim to have proof about the situation. It turns out that my sister, the clever bastard that she is, had recorded the entire exchange on her phone. The video lasted 7 minutes, and it was full of the entitled kid threatening to sexually assault her, saying how she should fight back, etc. And the video ended after the teacher showed up. At this point, the headmaster decided that our parents would meet with him about the entitled kid's behavior and mine. My dad told me that the entitled mother basically called me a menace to society, along with saying that I should be kept away from the normal kids. Okay, I am autistic, but I'm not psychotic. My dad was infuriated and said to her, Well, at least I didn't raise a P-word. Amid their bickering, the headmaster showed them the video, which really was just a black screen with some audio since my sister had her phone in her pocket. The entitled mother then tried justifying her kid's words by saying, Well, the bitch was asking for it talking to my son like that. I'm surprised my father didn't cave her skull in for that remark. In the end, the entitled kid was expelled after some other girls also told the headmaster about some unsavory things the entitled kid had said and done to them. His mother has also been permanently removed from the school grounds. She was a career advisor, apparently. My dad is so proud of me and my sister. I should also mention that the entitled kid's dad was a charming fellow, also ex-military, and he was shocked to his core by both his son's actions and his wife's response to the video. He's profusely apologized to me and my sister, and he's also said to my dad how remorseful he is that he didn't raise his son right. I thought it was fair to add this, just in case anyone thought that he was like the entitled mother. Today's episode is sponsored by Sunbasket. Because of COVID, I literally haven't gone to the grocery store in like two years. Obviously because I don't want COVID to kill me, but also because I do voice work, so I don't think my fans would really enjoy my content if I catch COVID and I have to record episodes like, Welcome to r slash pro revenge. That's why I love, love, love services like Sunbasket. Sunbasket is a meal delivery service that delivers healthy meals straight to your door. They offer organic produce, sustainable seafoods and meats, and best of all, it's honestly really tasty. The other thing I like about it is that they don't only send you meals to cook. Like, yeah, you'll have ingredients and instructions for how to cook a healthy meal, but they also give you snacks, and who doesn't like snacks? Look, I'm just going to read the names of some of these dishes so you can get an idea of what we're talking about. Pan-seared salmon tikka masala over rainbow quinoa. Honey balsamic glazed chicken with warm cabbage apple salad. Chipotle barbecue tofu salad with black beans and honey mustard vinaigrette. 
Right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash r slash and enter the promo code r slash at checkout. Our next Reddit post is from List78. The players here are me, a 43-year-old woman, my entitled stepmom, and my half-brother, who's 27. Background. My half-brother is a drug addict, and he's stolen from pretty much everyone in my family. My dad and stepmom were separated and living in different states, and my brother lived with my dad. I live in a different state. My dad is a holy roller, so most of my family is super conservative. I'm not at all conservative. Since my brother can't hold down a job, I paid for his cell phone so that we have a way to contact him. Otherwise, he'd just disappear and no one would hear from him for months at a time. He asked me if I could add his girlfriend to my plan. I said fine, but they would need to buy their own phones. I started the process, and they were supposed to buy the phones and have them activated. I got a call from my brother saying they can't activate the phone. I tell him to have the store call me, and he said they can't. I called my provider, and they said that he shouldn't have a problem activating. I call my brother back and tell him all that. This goes on for two full days. He keeps trying to get me to add him as an authorized user. He must have called me dozens of times. I finally got sick of the calls and called my phone company and said, Adam is an authorized user only to activate the phone and then to immediately remove him. I specifically said that he is not allowed to make any purchases. She assured me that this would be done. A few weeks later, I look at my phone bill. They charge two brand new iPhones, extra chargers, charging pads, cases, and screen protectors on my bill. I called the phone company, and they said that he was added as an authorized user, so there's nothing they can do. I called my brother, and he just laughed. I told him to take that stuff back right away, and he said no. We argued. He got pissed and said, Now I'm not paying it back at all, and I hope it tanks your credit. I told him, Go F yourself in the butt with a spiked dildo, and I hung up. Five minutes later, my stepmom called me up and said I had to apologize to my brother for what I said. I laughed and said I'll apologize when he takes the phone back. She said he's not going to and that he deserves it because of what I said. That I'm a horrible sister, blah blah blah. She called me every name in the book. I told her I'd be pressing charges for fraud and she can go screw herself in the butt with a spike dildo too. I called my phone company and raised hell. Luckily, they took notes, and someone saw the part about no purchases, and they reversed the charges for that. They immediately disconnected the lines and flagged the phones as stolen so they can't be used. My dad approached me about what I said, but surprisingly, he wasn't mad. He said he didn't approve of the language, but he did approve of the message. Our next Reddit post is from Kissing Moon Dusk. I'm a 30-year-old woman who lost her husband to cancer last year. We'd always wanted kids, so we had some of his sperm frozen for a later date. Sadly, he lost his battle and passed away. I'm now in a place where I feel capable mentally of taking care of a child myself, and the process was a success. I'm now expecting a little boy. My husband's parents somehow got wind of this, and they're constantly demanding that they'll be allowed in my son's life, as he'll be the last part of their son. The thing is, though, my parents had nothing to do with his parents. Growing up, they were emotionally abusive to him, and he got out of there as soon as he could. He hadn't spoken to them in 10 years, and when it became clear that things were taking a nosedive, he made sure that I knew that he didn't want them at his funeral. 
I don't think my husband would want them in our son's life at all either, so I'm trying to respect his wishes. But family and friends are telling me that I should give them a chance, that perhaps they've changed and how this could be a second chance for them. Perhaps it's cruel, but I don't want my son to be a guinea pig on a trial run. Is it a butthole move to not give them the chance to prove themselves and deny them contact with my son? My own parents have said now that if the positions were reversed, it would break their hearts to be kept from my child. They've suggested supervised visits, but I'm against even that. I'm feeling so much stress about this because they're constantly messaging my social media. And I've had to block them, and they've even been coming to my home to try to convince me. (sighs) Okay, OP. So, on just like the very most fundamental, basic level, I think this is simply a matter of respecting your husband's wishes. Your husband clearly didn't want his parents in his life, so I think it's reasonable to assume that he also wouldn't want his parents in his son's life as well. And this whole argument about how they deserve a second chance, but they did have a chance. They had a chance to treat their own son with respect for decades and decades, and they didn't, so why do they get 20 years of chances, but now they deserve a second chance? And then, on top of all that, your in-laws are already showing you that they can't respect your boundaries. You said yourself that they're constantly harassing you on social media, and they're showing up to your house unannounced to try to pressure you. So, if you give in to that manipulation and pressure, you think they're going to just stop trying to pressure and manipulate you? Because I certainly don't. I'm sorry about the loss of your husband, OP, and congrats about your son. But regarding your in-laws, this seems crystal clear. You do not want them in you or your son's life. Our next Reddit post is from Inc. 101. I just started running an online D&D game. During the last couple of sessions, I noticed my connection was really bad. The usual stuff didn't help. After a while, I found out that a couple of months ago, my neighbor had borrowed the Wi-Fi password from my girlfriend because they were having connection problems. It was supposed to be for a day or two while their new ISP connected them. Saturday before last, I changed the Wi-Fi password, and the connection improved. On Sunday, the neighbor wife turns up. Is there something wrong with the internet? I can't log on. I changed the password. Oh, can I have the new one? No, you were only supposed to borrow it for a few days while you got your own connection, and I couldn't get a connection when I needed to. There's a short discussion that boils down to, Oh, we didn't think that you'd mind. I wouldn't have minded if it was only for a few days, but it's been about three months. But you have internet anyways. Yes, because I pay for it, and when you use it, you're taking something that I pay for and making it worse for me and my household. That evening, my girlfriend mentions that she'd gotten a text from the neighbors about them having problems with their internet again, so she had once again given them a new password. I had another chat with the neighbors, which boiled down to something like this. But we need the internet. Sammy, my daughter, needs it for school, and Kevin, my husband, loves his games. Then get your own connection. I did, but they can't come out until Wednesday. So, just two more days then? I'm gonna change the password again on Wednesday. If you must. Me, being me, forgot to change the password on Wednesday. I don't remember until game night comes around, and I notice the connection is a bit dodgy when I'm setting up. I change the password again, and everything clears up. The next day, I get a 10-minute lecture from the husband that I should stop harassing him by cutting off his internet in the middle of playing his games. 
that I'm ruining his daughter's life by stopping her from studying, and that I need to give them the new password so his daughter could load her videos for her YouTube. I walk away, close my door, and enjoy a beer. Monday comes around, and this note is glued, yes, glued, not taped, to my front door. I hope you're happy, you F-tard. You ruined my girl's hopes. You have no right to cut off my internet. You stopped my daughter from streaming and ruined her chance of becoming a YouTuber. Hope you're effing happy, you butt-tard. Down in the comments, OP adds this update. So, it turns out the daughter actually reads r slash entitled parents and she saw this post. She apologized for her parents' actions. It also turns out that she had been paying her parents five pounds a month to pay for internet, supposedly so they could get a better packet so she could stream YouTube. I guess that means that they're not only willing to steal from me then. Scamming money out of your own children? That's just pathetic. That was r slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.